Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Psalms 92, let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. Psalms 92, and I'm going to read a few verses here, pray, and then you can be seated. The Bible said in Psalms 92, verse number 1, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psalmetry, upon the harp with a solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Now, look again. I'm not going to use verse 4 for a text, but look at it again. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. Um, We'll never find happiness and we'll never find gladness, if you want to put it that way, in our own self. But he said that I'm going to find gladness and I'm going to find happiness uh, in the work of the Lord. Our true happiness and our true joy... uh, will all start in the work of the Lord. And that was at Calvary. It's in salvation and in the finished work of the Lord that we begin to find true happiness. Amen. I just want to preach to you this morning on some things that I'm thankful for. Lord, I love you today and I pray that you would help us today. I pray, God, that your will away would be done. God, if there's anybody here lost today, I pray, God, that you'd save them today. God, anybody here out of your will. Bring them back close to you. God, help us all to be thankful this time of the year. God, not just this time of the year, but God, help us to have an attitude of gratitude throughout the year. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Again, I want to look here in Psalms 92 and really look in verse number one and use it as a launching pad. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about the redeemed of the Lord saying so, and it talks about us giving thanks. I'm reminded of what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter number 4. While he spent 17 years incarcerated and wrote the book of Philippians while he was incarcerated, he said, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, and I say rejoice. What is he saying? He's saying that we give thanks unto the Lord. I read this and I thought I would share it with you today. You might find it comical and you might not, but I did, so I thought I'd share it with you. I'm thankful that I don't have a monkey for a mother. Can I say that again? I'm thankful I don't have a monkey for a mother. Thank God. Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I'm thankful that I don't have a mummy for a Savior today. Amen. A mummy for a Savior. Thank God I've got somebody. Whenever I pray to them, they hear me and they answer my prayer. I'm thankful that I don't have a myth for a Bible today. I'm glad that every word in this book right here is true today. I'm thankful that I didn't have a modernist for a pastor. 
I'm glad that growing up I had a pastor that stood for something and what he believed in he stood for. It didn't matter who it made mad. He stood for it, amen. I'm thankful today that I don't have a morgue for a church. Amen. Some churches you go in today, now that's not the message. I just thought I'd give that to you. Some churches you go in today and Brother Corey, man, it's just like a morgue. Man, it's so dead and dry, and and and, and, and I'm telling you, man, uh, it's awful. Thank God, uh, I go to a church where the spirit of God can be failed, uh, where we can put a smile on our face. Uh, hey, we serve a God that's alive and well today. Church ought not be a morgue, Amen. I thought about this, now we'll get into the message, but I did, especially I'm glad I don't have a monkey for a mother. My sister may favor one, but I don't have a monkey for a mother. Look at this in the Psalms. Don't nobody tell Rebecca I said that. In the Psalms, in this Psalms, uh, we see a thankful heart. It's a good thing in verse number one uh, to praise the Lord. We see a tuneful harp. Uh, it's a sweet thing in verse number three. We see a triumphant horn. Uh, it's a victorious thing in verse number 10. We see true holiness. Uh, it's a fruitful thing in verse 13. And we see a trusted help. Uh, and it's a powerful thing uh, in verse number 15. In the first four verses of this song, uh, we find the glad of praise and the ground of praise. Note in the first three verses, there's the subjects of praise. The Lord and thy name. Why do we praise today? What is the subject of our praise? What is our praise centered around today? It's not centered around man. It's not centered around the things that men or ladies can do. But the subject of our praise today is the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say it's a good thing to give thanks unto the preacher. No, he said it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. You see the subject of praise. You see the seasons of praise in the morning and every night. You see the songs of praise. He said upon the stringed instruments will they praise God. I got to thinking about this, singing is the music of nature. The scripture tells us that the mountains sing in Isaiah 44. Singing is the music of the angels. According to Job 37, the morning stars sang together. Singing is the music of the saints. It is done by the greatest number in Psalms 149. In the greatest trials in Matthew 26. And after the greatest deliverance in Exodus 15 and Revelation 5. When you study that out in Revelation 5. We've now been called home to heaven and we're gathered around the throne of God and in Revelation chapter number 5 and verse number 9 they break out into a new song. Why? Because the saints of God have been called home and there has been a great deliverance. I thought about this. Singing is the mutual, singing is the music of heaven when you study Luke chapter number 15. Look back what he says in verse number one, I'll give you a couple thoughts and we'll go home. He said, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. I want to ask you a question today. How long's it been since you give thanks to God? When you got up this morning, 
You know what the first thing that was uttered out of our mouth should have been? Thank you, Lord, for a good night's rest. I said, ours, I'm preaching to myself. Thank you, God, for letting me wake up today. Thank you, God, for letting me see another day. Thank you, God, for the warm heat in my home this morning. Thank you, God, for the good bed that I laid down in. Thank you, God, that I've got food to eat around the table this morning. Thank you, God, that I've got a church house to go to and to worship to today. Thank you, God, that I've got people that will work with the singers and put their whole heart in into it. Thank you for those that's singing. Thank you for those that's teaching. Thank you for the one that's preaching. Thank you most of all for showing up and meeting with us. It's a good thing to praise the Lord. The problem is this today, the biggest part of the time we live on Complaint Avenue when we ought to be on Hallelujah Boulevard. We live on, well, oh preacher, you just don't know how bad it is. I'm not belittling the storm, but you know what you ought to do? Instead of telling, instead of, how was it we said this church? I think it was you talking about this church today, Brother Josh. Instead of telling uh, uh, everybody how big your storm is, uh, why don't you tell everybody how big your God is in the storm? We get on this and we get on that and we get, and hey, look, hey, look, listen to me. I can complain with the best of them. Elijah went to the juniper tree. I go to the juniper forest and take cupcakes and coffee with me and have pity parties every week. Somebody holler amen. But you know what the psalmist said? It's a good thing to praise the Lord. We're living in a blessed society. I know the world's turned upside down. I know it's crazy. But hear me and hear me well. It's just the Bible proving itself true. The good news is this. God's still alive. He's still on his throne. None of it's taken him by surprise. And it's a good thing to praise the Lord. It's a good thing. Well, here, I wrote down a couple of things that I'm thankful for. These are basic, and, and I've probably said them before. But here's what I wrote down. Number one, I'm thankful for my salvation this morning. I'm thankful that I'm S-A-V-E-D. I'm thankful that I'm saved today. Amen. I'm thankful that I'm saved today. I'm glad that I don't have to worry about dying and going to hell today. Oh, yes, I'm glad that if Jesus comes back today or I leave at the end of this service and start down the road to viewing uh, something happens to me, uh, hear me and hear me well, you don't have to worry about me. Uh, thank God I'm saved today. I'm saved. I thought about this. He said, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It was nothing I could do within myself. All I could do as an unworthy sinner was fall at the feet of Jesus and thank God he forgave me of my sins. He washed them in the blood of Calvary and I'm saved today. I thought about this, salvation changed me. He said, therefore, if any, amen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Salvation changed me. If you say you got saved and you didn't change, something's wrong. 
Now, I wasn't a drunk. I wasn't a dope head. I wasn't running in the world. I was a 16-year-old preacher's son, but I was still lost and on the road to hell. And I'm going to tell you something. The night I got saved, uh, there was a change took place in my life. The way I looked at things, uh, I didn't look at them no more. Oh, uh, When I went to church, uh, there was something different about going to church. Uh, when I picked up my Bible, there was something different about the Bible. When they sung the songs of Zion, there was something. <laughs> you know if you know. I was changed. I thought about this salvation changed me. Salvation gave me charity, a love that I didn't have. I'll just be real honest with you. I could care less about going to the house of God before I got saved. You say, well, why'd you go? Have you ever met my mom and daddy? They made me. It was not an, I mean, till the day I left the house. I was 21 years old when I got married. The night of, uh, uh, the night of our wedding rehearsal, I was at home before 11 o'clock because my curfew was still 11 o'clock and I was 21 years old. You say, what happened if you didn't get home at 11 o'clock? I don't know. I was too scared to find out. I'm just being real with you. I remember I worked third shift part of that time. Or, or when I, I was 19, I was working third shift at Unify. We worked six days on, three days off. And, and I, I'd come in on, on Sunday mornings at about 7.30, and I'd, I'd lay down on the couch. The reason I didn't go to bed was because I knew at about 8.30, Daddy was going to be saying, Boy, it's time to go to church. You said, what did you say? Yes, sir. I got up, I got dressed, and I went to church. But hear me, before I got saved, I could care less about going to church. I just went because mom and daddy made me go. I went because that's what we done. That's the reason a lot of people go to church because it's just a habit. That's the reason when they, they get a, 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 a I'm going to get in trouble right here, but they get a stiffly nose and they get out for two or three services, their habit gets broken and they never go back. But once I got saved, there was a change that took place in my life and I had a charity, I had a love for the house of God, man. Can I tell you something? I love church. I love every aspect of church. I love the fellowship before church. I love the fellowship during church. I love the fellowship after church. I love hearing the songs. Amen. There was a charity. There was a change. But can I say this? There was a certainty that I didn't have. Say, so what do you mean by that, preacher? I went home, laid down, went to sleep, didn't think a thing about it. And tell you the reason why, I, Brother Ted, I knew everything was going to be all right. Why? Because I saved, amen. I thought about this. He saved me from guilt by his grace for his glory, amen. What are you thankful for, preacher? Well, I'm thankful for salvation. Number two, preacher, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for the Spirit of God. Thank God, listen to this word right here, and don't let it scare you. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Spirit this morning. 
we have allowed and 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 don't nobody fall out with me right here, but we have allowed the charismatic and the contemporary movement of our day to scare us away from using the word Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. Hey, look, before there was ever a Baptist movement, before there's ever a contemporary movement, before there's ever a charismatic or a Catholic or anything else, uh, there was the Spirit of God moving upon the face of the deep in the book of Genesis. The Spirit of God has always been and he always will be and I say thank God for the spirit of God today I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost today you ever uh, uh, you ever been in church <laughs> uh, you ever been in church and, and and if you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying okay you ever been in church and all of a sudden we call them Jesus measles man I'm telling you Something just gets all over you. Let me tell you what it is. It's the Spirit of God moving in our heart. It's the Spirit of God. Amen. I, they got to singing that second song. And man, I'm telling you, them girls knocked it out. I liked it so good we're going to hear it again tonight. Y'all with me? I, I, that's just, I just put in a request for tonight, Brother Matt. And I usually don't do that, do I? Usually, I don't ever say what to sing. But I want to hear that again tonight. Let me tell you something, they got to singing. Boy, there's something inside of me got to stirring. Do you know what I'm talking about? There was something in, let me tell you what that is. That's a Holy Ghost of God. Whoa, thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thought about it. It's the Spirit that convicts me. It's the Spirit of God that convicts me. It's the Spirit of God that showed me I was lost and needed to be saved. But now that I'm saved, it's the Spirit of God every once in a while, Brother Corey, that says, you didn't treat your wife right. You spoke the wrong way. I don't know if he's ever told you that. I'm sure he's probably said that to your wife about you. You didn't treat your husband right. You was short with him. You was ill with him. You was just outright rude towards him. Are you getting under conviction yet? I'm trying to preach you in the altar this morning. But what is that? It's the Spirit of God in us. It's the Spirit of God that convicts us. It's the Spirit of God that comforts us. He talks about in John 14. He'll pray the Father and He'll send a comforter unto us as He's ascending back into the heaven. And He said that comforter was the Holy Spirit. I, I Over the past week, I've stood with several families and even today, I, I, I'll run to the funeral home in between services or to a church in between services today for a viewing. I've stood with several families over the past seven days in some dark, dark times in their life. And I've heard this statement made. I couldn't make it without the Lord. You know what they were saying? Thank God for the Holy Spirit. It convicts us. It comforts us. But can I say this? It controls us if we'll let it. Here's what he said. Let me give you, some of y'all going, where's the Bible on that? Well, let me give it to you. Galatians 5, 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let me tell you the reason you do the things you do sometimes because you want to, number one. But number two, amen, because you want to, number one. Number two, because you wouldn't walk in the Spirit. He said if we'd walk in the Spirit, we'd not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Holy Spirit of God will control us. Number three, I, I got a bunch. Let me, let me, number three. 
Oh, it's just 15 till 12. I say, and I'm not going to preach all these next two because I'm really headed to the last point. I say thank God for the scriptures this morning. Thank God for my Bible today. We was coming down the road yesterday, Leslie and I, and was talking, and, and um, we was talking about her mom and dad, and she said that, and, and by the way, I got a good mother-in-law and father-in-law. It's a day to be thankful. I got a good one. I really do. Y'all think I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not. I really got a good mother-in-law and father-in-law. And Leslie said that her and her mama was talking about the Bible the other day. Leslie was raised in a good Christian home, and and uh, her mom and dad's good Christian people, faithful to church when they can. Her dad's health don't allow him to go, but on Sunday mornings. But she said, Mama told me, she said, Leslie, if I ever get to a place that I can't read the Bible, will you please just sit down beside of me and read the Bible to me? That's just something about the Word of God today. Thank God for my Bible today. It's alive. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I'll never forget, man, a couple years ago, I, I was battling some things in my life, and uh, we was fixing to go into this building program, man, and the devil was fighting us, and, and the demons of hell, he was me. And I'll never forget, we was on vacation, and I laid down one night and tried to go to sleep, and man, the devil just, and the demons was just all over me. If you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, man. They was battling me, and I got up, and I walked around in that condo we was in. I walked outside. I came back in, and man, I tried to pray, and I I couldn't pray. I, I tried to talk to the Lord, and it seemed he wasn't there. And I took my earbuds or ear pods or whatever them things is that goes in your ears, and I put them in my ears, and I just turned on the Word of God in the book of Psalms and just hit play in Psalms 1. And about Psalms 95 or Psalms 96, I, I finally dozed off to sleep. And you may tell you what found, what helped me find comfort and what gave me peace during that time. It was the Scripture. Scriptures today. It's the scriptures. I, I, let me give this to you quickly. This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of the believers. Its doctrines are holy. Its precepts are binding. Its history is true and unchangeable. Read it to be wise. Believe it to be saved and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject. Our good is its design. And the glory of God is its end. Thank God for the Scriptures today. Number wherever we're at, I say thank God for the sanctuary today. Thank God for the sanctuary today. There is, hear me and hear me well, there is no substitute to the house of God. There's no substitute to the house. I can watch it online. You can watch it online all you want to, but there's no substitute to the house of God. There's just something about coming to the house of God and getting around God's people down at God's house in the presence of God. Thank God for the sanctuary today. I'm glad that I got a place that I can come. Amen. Thank God I've got a place that thank God for the church today. Amen. I say thank God for the sanctuary today. And I'll just tell you something. There's no substitute for it. 
Can I say, I don't know if I've said this or yet, there's no substitute for it. If you're watching online today and you could be in church, something's wrong with you. There, if you went everywhere else this week, but you can't come to church, you might need to back up to the very first point and make sure you got it. Thank God for the sanctuary. There's sometimes that I don't feel like coming to church, but I come. There's five weeks that I didn't feel like coming to church. Matter of fact, the only thing that I can tell you that anybody preached during that time was one night Jeremiah preaching on Wednesday night. And when you miss Wednesday night, you miss it, by the way. Because he was preaching that Wednesday night, and it may have been the first Wednesday night I was home from the hospital, and he was preaching on uh, the Emeritus Road, and he said the reason that Jesus come to him in disguise was to show him that his word would always be. That's the only thing I remember during that five weeks, but I'll never forget that because it spoke to my heart because it, no matter where I was at, no matter what hospital I was in, no matter what I was going through, you can't take that right there away from me, thank God. Thy word if I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thank God for the sanctuary this morning. Number five, I'm done. We'll go home. Number five. I say in closing this morning, I preached all morning to get right here. Thank God for the sun. Not the S-U-N, the S-O-N. Thank God for the Son of God this morning. Amen. Thank God for the Son of God this morning. Here's three things I wrote down about him. Number one, he came. All throughout the Old Testament, they said somebody's coming. Somebody, he's going to save his people from their sins. Somebody's coming. All that typology in the Old Testament, all that typology in the Old Testament, all those blood sacrifices, all of that in the Old Testament, thank God, one night in Bethlehem's manger, there was a little baby born by the name of Jesus. He came. That, that's, hey, look, if he hadn't have... What we're doing is in vain. There would have been no Calvary if he hadn't came. There would have been no manifestation of the Holy Spirit if he hadn't came because he said, I'm going back, and that's when he's going to send him to us. He dwelt in a building in the Old Testament, but thank God after Calvary and the ascension, he dwells in the believer now. Amen. Hey, if he'd have never came, the veil of that temple would have never been rent. And only the high priest, I'm going to lose half the church right here, but only the high priest would have known anything about the Shekinah glory of God. Oh, but, <laughs> well, I feel like just taking a lap. But because he came and he went to Calvary and died, the veil of that temple was ripped from top to bottom. And now we as every one of the believers today have access into the Shekinah glory of God. We can experience his presence. We can experience his glory. We can experience him walking with us. Why? Because he came. He came. Uh, number two, not only he came, but can I say this? He cleanses. He cleanses. 
Uh, Brother Josh sent me a song last night that I've never heard, and I bet I've listened to it 40 times since then, Brother Josh. Matter of fact, I sent it to about 15 preachers this morning, and I said, boys, if you'll listen to this before you preach, it'll help you today. And it talks about the blood of Jesus Christ cleansing us and looking to count. Matter of fact, y'all going to hear it here in a few weeks. Uh, but, but, And you may have already heard it, but if you hadn't, it's a good one, and you'll hear it here in a few weeks. But hear me. It talks about the blood of Christ. And the blood of Christ cleansing us. Hear me and hear me well. When, when God looks at me today, He don't see my sin. He don't see my mistakes. He don't see my failures. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you come in here this morning, you've never done nothing wrong. That don't help you. But if, time out. Everybody in here has done something wrong. So let's just forget that statement. If you're wicked and vile and low down just like me and you've missed the mark and you're a sinner that's just saved by the grace of God, isn't it good to know that when God looks at us, he doesn't see our past. He doesn't see our mistakes. He doesn't see our failures. Oh, but when he looks at us, he sees us through the blood of his son and it cleanses us. You ask me why I'm happy so I'll just tell you why. It's because my sins are gone. You say well they're as far as the east is from the west. That's Old Testament. You say they're cast into the depths of the sea. That's Old Testament. You say they're blotted out like a thick cloud. That's Old Testament. Thank God we're living in a different dispensation. And because of Calvary today, they're not cast as far as the east is from the west. They're gone, praise God, they're gone. When Jesus sees me, I'm about to preach myself happy. When Jesus sees me, he sees the blood of Calvary. I mess up every week. I miss the mark every week. I fail God every day of my life. But I sure am thankful I've got an advocate with the Father. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. And He cleanses me. He cleanses me. First John 1 John 1.7 But if we walk in the light as He's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sins. He came. He cleanses, but can I give you something else? He's coming back. <laughs> he's coming back. I said he's coming back. Um, uh, 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 I, I'm thankful for my youngins. And um, last night, Victoria went home with some of her buddies and spent the night. And you say, what do you think about that? Well, I just don't think a whole lot about it, to be honest with you, because I like her to be home with me. She went to spend a night with some of her buddies. And this morning, I was watching for her at church. You hear me? I was watching for her. Now, some of y'all send your kids off, and it don't bother you. Something's wrong with that. If you weren't going to raise them and take care of them, you shouldn't have never had them. Ain't grandma's place to raise them. Ain't grandpa's. I think I'm preaching on thankfulness, ain't there's a rabbit jumped up up here, and, and I was just all, it ain't the first one that jumped up. You always let the first one run, but the second one you kill. And he's the second one that jumped up, so I'm just going to go ahead and smash it. It ain't my mom and daddy's place to raise my kids. It's my place. The Bible told me to train up a child in the way she should go. Amen. I was looking for her to come back. I mean, it ain't even been 12 hours, but I was ready for her to come back. I, 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 I knew the mama of the girl that she went home with. I was ready for her to come back. That mama's a bad influence on no, I'm just speaking. 
Some of y'all know who that mom was mistakenly, but I won't call no names. I was looking for her to come back. Why? Because I was excited to see my baby. Are you with me? She come through the door back there a while ago, and she run up to me and hugged my neck. I hugged her, and I got to thinking about the coming of the Lord. As excited as I was in looking for my baby to come home, that's the way we ought to be looking for the coming of the Lord. We ought to be looking for, he's coming. Here's what he said. Let me just come start playing. Let me give you some scripture, please. Thank you for all of your hard work here, and thank you for playing the piano. It's a day of thankfulness. Tell somebody today thank you. Thank you, Brother Robert, for being here today. John 14 said this, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Watch this. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Here's what he said in Acts chapter number 1. And we had spoken these, boy, I'd like to have been there. You ever try to just go, when you're reading, you ever just try to go there? He's fixing to send back up into heaven. <laughs> and we had spoken these things while they beheld. He was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly, Toward heaven as he went up. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. As sure as he went away, he's coming back. I said, As sure as he went away, He's coming back. As sure as he went away, he's coming back. Here's what he said. First Thessalonians. Boy, I love these verses. I love them. The older I get, the more I like them. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself ain't going to be somebody else, it's going to be him. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, I really like this. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. He said the comfort that we find in the time of loss is if they're saved, we know where they're at. And if we're saved... We know we're going to see him again. He said, comfort one another with these words. Thursday afternoon, I, I guess it's about 1 o'clock, Brother Robert, when the three of us was over at the hospice house. I knocked on the door and walked into Miss Mildred's 
room, she never got to see the new sanctuary just by pictures. I took her a bunch of pictures and showed them to her. I walked into Miss Mildred's room and she'd been unconscious pretty much the last two days that I'd been in there to see her. I walked over to her bed and her eyes was open a little bit. She was trying to talk a little bit. And I spoke to her. I told her, I said, Miss Mildred, I sure do love you. I said, it's a preacher. I want you to know I love you. I'm praying for you, praying for the Lord's will to be done. She looked over at me. She raised her little hand up like that, shaking, and I held her little hand and laid it back down on her lap and held her hand and talked to her a minute. She looked back over at me and she said, just as plain as day, why don't you hug me? So I reached down into that bed Oh, I miss her. Reached down into that bed, hugged her. I wish I could hear her play that tambourine offbeat one more time. Reached down in that bed and I hugged her neck. I kissed her on the jaw. You say, well, you're not, she's 92 years old. I think it's all right. I kissed her on the jaw. I held her hand. We prayed together. Little did I know that'd be the last time this side that I'd see her. But I got real good news. He's coming. He's coming. And those that we've laid to rest, oh, yeah. Boy, I think about Miss Myra. Oh, y'all never knew Miss Myra. Think about Miss Myra. She always sat on this side about halfway back. She's faithful as clockwork to the house of God up until she couldn't come. She's outrun us in this race, Brother Scotty. Oh, but there's a day coming. There's a day. He's coming. He's coming. You say, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful that he's coming. I'm thankful that this world's not my home. This is not all I've got to look forward to. Man, Paul said it this way. If in this life only I had hope, I'd be of all men most miserable. But son, there's hope beyond this life. You hear us, old preacher, and you hear him well. There's hope beyond this life. There's a happiness in this life, and that comes from the hope beyond this life, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful this morning that he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Might be today. You read that book right there. There's not one thing left to happen before the Lord comes back. Not one thing. I'm telling you, before I get done preaching, He could come. We may never meet again this side of eternity. Our next gathering may be that song in Revelation chapter number 5. <laughs> gathered, oh yeah, I gathered around the throne of God saying, worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lord God Almighty which was, which is, and which is to come. He's coming today. Can I ask you a question this morning? Number one, are you thankful? Number two, can I ask you this? Are you ready for His coming today? Are you saved today? Can you say, thank God I'm saved? If you've had a family member that's outrun you in this race and they were saved and you're not saved, hey, you don't have the hope that we have today. You don't have the hope that we have today based on the authority of God's Word today. 
there'll have to be a time in your life when you realize you're lost and you accept Christ into your heart to save you. Boy, can I tell you something? When you do that, there'll be something different about the sanctuary. There'll be something different about the people around you. God puts a love in your heart that you just can't explain. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Father's